Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Oh yeah, by the way, hello, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is Seed Creative Podcast as always. I'm Nick Golden, George Emerson's over there. Hello. Uh, today... We are talking. Well, I'm going to tell a story, but first, I just want to say that the way every episode goes around here is I prepare it, and then George asks me what we're talking about. And normally, the way these things go, it's better to just explain it to him as we go because he's really good at just adapting. So he like never knows. I like, never. I literally sit down and I'm like, we hit record, and then Nick tells me what we're talking. Because I have like a plan. I'm like, like oh, okay. yeah, I have a plan. 90% of the time. Also, Last episode I did. If you're watching, it is 100 degrees outside, but I don't know. I'm just freezing cold today in the studio, I think so you, I'm wearing a hoodie. I think you wanted to look like skater guy going to church today. He was a skater guy <laughs> he got, like, going the to church. Because okay. he got the shoes and the pants, and the, it's I like guess. the plaid and, with the jacket and the headphones. So I'm like the annoying youth pastor yes. who tries to stay relevant. Yes. <laughs> You're like about the right age too. God no. You're the right age. You know, you're like I know. You're like you're still young, but like you're edging but towards it's very obvious. middle age. Yeah, it's yeah. very obvious that I'm trying to stay young as much as possible. But see, you are you naturally stay young more yeah. than I'm not just saying I mean it. Like people typically in your age seem like they're like four to seven. Like they're like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But True. you seem like you're like late twenties. Yay. I hope I stay that way. Were for you sad ever. when you turned thirty? A little bit. Why is that such a big deal? Well, I understand in seven years. It's just a well. I mean, because like I don't know. It's just a thing. It's like when you're a teenager, like late teens into your twenties, everything is kind of stays the same. Then when you hit thirty and older, you're like, crap. Now I have to actually be a real adult. Well, this is actually kind of a great segue Perfect. to what I'm going to talk about, which is I'm going to say a lot of things. I'm going to tell a story here. And uh, basically, like, the uh, I'm going to say a lot of my entire lives. There are going to be, like, a lot of those statements in this. And I know that I'm not that old, so I want to go ahead and put that out there. But to me, it has been my entire life. Right. So it's still okay. Yeah. It just It wasn't like I'm 60 and I'm saying my entire life. But anyway. So, uh, I had some people message me about this, so I figured it was time to just go ahead and just put it out there. Cause by the time this episode comes out, it's been like three or four weeks. So I did not win an Emmy. Right. Um, and this not winning an Emmy is more to me about, cause like I was, uh, very honored to be nominated. It was very, very cool. Um, and very disappointing at the same time to not right. win. Um, and, but there is my story is one of like creative unfulfillment. Mm. And I think this is something that people deal with a lot and not a lot of people talk about. So I want to tell my like full creative unfulfillment story. And then we're going to try to like pull a moral out of it. Okay. And this, this story dates back quite a bit. There's already a moral, but I'm going to save it. I see. Here's the thing. I want to come up with a different moral than what everybody else tells me. Okay. Because as a person that you'll find out has dealt with this a lot, it does not, it's not helping anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, got so it, got it. My, it, the piece that I was nominated for is about, um, the Macy's parade. Um, 
uh, the million dollar band going to the Macy's parade. And uh, as you know, if you've watched the podcast, big marching band guy, you should watch that episode. Um, And uh, so marching band my entire life has been the most important thing to me because my dad was a high school band director. And from the earliest time I can remember, it was like the coolest thing ever to me. Right. And for a long time, I thought I wanted to be a band director. And I also have told this story of how it kind of shifted me into video because they're related in some ways. Um, so, but the thing that I cared about the most growing up, and I remember exactly where I was the exact moment, I can picture it clear as day in fourth grade, is I wanted to be a drum major. And that is what matters. And this relates. This is all going to relate to the Emmy. Just you sit back. It's going to relate. And I'm also, my mom is going to ball her eyes out listening to this. I'm like sorry. I'm sorry, mom. Like sorry, you, mom. If you're at the, you usually watch these at the gym, maybe wait till you go home. But, sorry, uh, next, sorry, next mom. She's going to cry because like she knows this already. Um, so anyway, uh, so I want to be a high school drum major. And I'm the person, I am so driven with my goals. You've seen this. Oh, yeah. Everything I do is like going towards my next big goal. And for my entire life until high school, that's what mattered to me. So for 10 years, it was, I am going to be a high school drum major. I'm going to be a drum major. So like when I picked, when I like started playing my instrument in sixth grade, like practicing every day to play trombone was eventually to work up to be a good enough musician to be a drum major. Right. And being a drum major is a big deal everywhere, but being a drum major in high school, like in, um, sorry, in Texas and, in competition band is like a huge freaking deal. Yeah. It's like big, big deal. And basically every other band director's kid that I know ended up being high school, like head drum major at some point. Um, I could list off many that I know of, um, including the one that inspired me to do it, which is uh, my dad. I can say her name. It's fine. Uh, Jennifer Hayes is her name. Um, and uh, she inspired me to be drum major um, and because she wanted it so bad. And I think she got it her senior year, if I remember correctly. But anyway, so I worked for it. And, um, I finally got, finally came time to audition. I mean, I figured out when the audition, the week, the audition would be like three years ahead of time and had it on my calendar. Like I was driven and I worked at it and I worked at it and I worked at it. And the first year I didn't make it. And the first year was gutting in a lot of ways. Um, but I wasn't good enough my first year, like just friend, I'm mature enough now in the time that has passed, which has been like six years or something, which this is like, this is like growth. I'm still going through. About right. This. Right. Um, that I was not good enough. My freshman year, well, my first time I tried out, sorry, which was my sophomore into junior year. And because I didn't make it, that means that I would never be a head drum major after this because you do a year of training. Mm-hmm. So that was like, the dream is gone immediately. Like it's over, but maybe I could still make it the next year. So I try out the next year. And I, you know, I work h- even harder. I'm section leader the next year. I do a uh, loading crew, which is like the people that load the truck. So I am like, I am working harder than anybody else in the band by a lot, including the drum majors. Um, and, uh, I try out and I didn't get it because of it wasn't my fault. I'm just going to put it that way. I don't want to say too much, but 
basically I deserved it. And I didn't get mm, it. Yeah. Um, and um, I was they picked four. I was the fourth best, but basically they put a junior in and over me, so they would have a year to train somebody. Is what happened. Yeah. Short story. I don't want to talk about anybody because like there's a chance they know. I don't want to say anything bad about anybody. So. Um, and the, the, it's not not to say the person that got it was bad. It's just like I was just slightly better. So um, so that made me feel the way that I felt the other day when I lost the Emmy. Right. Um, which is I wanted to quit band. Yeah. And I've never – I mean, this is like – I never told my dad about this because, of course, I wasn't going to quit. And I ended up being brass captain and leading our – helped lead our band to state for the first time. But, like, I wanted to quit. Um, and – but that moment – shifted my focus and this is the part of the story i skipped over last time i talked about this of i am not as good at band as i am at video mm. like that's when like it like clicked with me in my head of like i have to do something so i switch and i get and i'm gonna do video and i start looking at colleges and stuff and i come to ua i get into band easy here i mean like it's hard for some people like i don't mean that in an arrogant way let me be very specific like that wasn't something that was like a stressor for me like right. it was like it didn't even matter to me because i just it's uh, been your whole in. life yeah I, right. I just got in and it was like i like i it's like i ex- i'm expected to like, right. like what, so um so i did it and uh I was like, well, I can make drum major in college. Like I hadn't given it up yet. So I tried out my freshman year. They weren't going to pick a freshman. They do not. But I tried out to learn the process. Right. So then the next year I try really hard. I don't make it past the first round. Um, and I mean, I worked my butt off. Like it, and this was during COVID also. So COVID hit and I was going to miss a year of band. I promise this relates to video. Just you, you kind of get it already. I, I do. Think, but like keep other people stay with me. So, um, I missed a year of COVID, a year of band because of COVID. And, uh, but I try out and like, they're telling me I'm doing great. Like in the pre things, like I, I'm doing clinics with some of the uh, graduate teaching assistants and stuff. And they're telling me like, you're going to be a great candidate. Like this is going to be good. And then I didn't make it past the first round again. And that was like, oh man. But I did have one more chance to try out. And I, made probably the most mature decision I had ever made to decide to not try out again for my senior year. And for several reasons, but they actually ended up did picking an extra senior. So I could have maybe made it, but I realized that making a video, like I realized that I was going to have to choose between making a documentary and about band and because I just didn't have time to be in right. band, you be a leader yeah. and do it. Like I just couldn't. Right. And they weren't going to, they weren't going to be, the directors weren't going to be as okay with me working so hard on the piece because they, like, it makes sense. Like right. they, they want me to focus. So I decided to not try out because I believed in this piece that I was working on, even though it only ended up being like 11 minutes, like the, the work that went into it was two years worth of work. So I could see it, especially because of COVID, that this was such a big deal to me. So all of this is coming together in this video, which is I cared about band all my life and had no fulfillment in it. I mean, I got screwed a lot in trombone auditions also. That that happened a lot too because of just subjectiveness. I was like, I'm just going to say it this way because I don't even care. Like I was at the point where I was good enough that I was fooling judges into think like not understanding like – what I was doing musically because 
they were looking for the more like technical execution. But like if someone that was judging me, like that was like in a Philharmonic orchestra or something, they would have got what I was doing. Right. You know, so, um, like my dad, I remember like when I didn't make region one year, he was like just so angry. Cause he was, he heard the recording of it or, or something. And he was like, dude, like you should have been first chair and I didn't even make it. Like it was crazy. So anyway, all I will pause you and just say that politics and who you know all completely plays a role in a lot of those judging processes. As someone who has both been in a judge's chair for certain events and things, and as someone who has filmed things like this, 100%. Um, I filmed back when I started... I filmed like um, beauty pageants and stuff like that. And I would be in there with the coaches as girls would come in, give their talk, do their questionnaire, and then walk out. And I would hear the judges say, because they forgot they were microphoned, like, and I'm on the other side of the room. And they would say under their breath to each other, like, you know, bless her heart. She's so sweet, but she's not going to win. Like, they already knew. And this is before the pageant had already happened. Oh, man. So it's like they already have their. They're already. I made want up. to. I do want to like get behind you in that sense, and say that I know for a fact. Now that's not all the time. The you trombone know, audition part of it was blind. To be fair, this that part of it, but the other stuff was not blind. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But yeah, like in other situations, like they know they kind of already have their pre-selected top five or whatever and yeah. stuff like that. Um. So I'm just saying that that it doesn't happen all the time. It's not everywhere, but it does happen, and I have seen it firsthand on more than one occasion. So, like, band-wise, that happened a ton. For our band specifically, because we were so young, but we were beating bands that were so old and established and all this stuff Yeah, to where, like, we didn't make uh, finals at state, uh, which is, like, there's like pre, pre, prelims, preliminary, and finals. Right. They only picked 10. Um, we didn't make it just because of who we were. We right. got literally two judges, so they averaged the scores. There was like five or six judges. Two judges gave us first place in state in pre, prelims, but one judge gave us like 35th. What the crap? And the way it averaged. I, like, yeah, that's, that's bad crazy. math, but like something like that. Yeah. Like that was like, that broke my dad's heart. Like he doesn't admit it, but like that, like, like you know, just years of fighting against this system of like, right. like there's these schools that are like 40 years old that have been coming to state every single year, but they get to it easier because uh, the way their region is. Cause you compete with the bands that are around you. And I lived in Dallas where like the 10 of the top 15 high, best high school bands in the world mm-hmm. are there, you know? So we can't, we can't beat them until, you know, we're good enough anyway. Right. So yes, you're right. It is very political. That happens a lot. And now that we like paid our dues, now my high school band makes finals every time. <laughs> I'm serious. And they expanded it to 12. Wow. So now if they make 12th, they make it. Even though we were 11th and we would have made it. But they, yeah. Anyway. So continue. So yeah. Sorry. I'm going to go on. Thank you for keeping me on. But so like all of this added up to this piece that I really cared about. And um, like, and also like, losing a year of of band to COVID like really damaged me too. Like, yeah. like I really wanted to see, this is, this is the spoiled part of this, but like, I really want to see Bama win a national championship in person. 
every other senior class since Saban got here saw them win in person at least once, if not twice, more often twice than, than once. But I missed it because of COVID. Uh, yeah. And I went to two, and they lost. Like the seniors my freshman year went to four national championships in a row and saw two wins. Yeah. Like, dude, like, what is my luck? So, anyway, all of this, I'm like willing to put all of this aside, and I'm really bad about this. I know this is a flaw in me, like putting everything up into one moment like this where I have no control. This is like my fatal flaw as a person. Mm. And that is one moral of the story I already know is to not do this, but I just can't stop doing it. Um, I might stop now because I don't have anything I'm working towards right now, but um, personally. Um, And uh, so, yeah, so we go and my category is first. So I'm the first people to go, which means I didn't even really get to enjoy it, which also sucked. And, you know, we, we didn't win. And I was just shocked because I honestly went there. And I want to say this in like a very delicate way, but like, I went there really thinking we were going. You had high hopes. I really yeah, thought ba- we were based uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, well, you know why? Because you were confident in your work because it was really good. Yeah, and like you know? I'm like, and the other thing I really like. This sounds weird. I like going back to videos that I've made and having problems with it. Because I'm like, I've gotten better since right, then. Right, right. So like exactly. I, I watch it now. There's a couple of things I would do different. But that's right. okay. Um, but anyway, I really thought it was it. And I like, and after all of this, all of this is in my head. This isn't me like thinking back to like why I'm so upset. Like I was thinking about drum major sitting in that seat. Mm. Like all of this is on me. Right. And I've had no win. Like I've had no, I've never won for me ever. Mm. And I was like, this, like, finally, like, the universe can give it to me for one time. Because I earned it, you know? Like, it wasn't like, oh, like, I'll get it back somewhere else. Like, maybe I had something else that I did that I shot here with you. And, like, you guys edited it. But, like, I shot on it. So, like, you know. Right. Yeah, I won an Emmy. But, like, it's not as big as, like, producing for me personally. No, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, like, maybe that was going to, but that didn't happen. That wasn't this situation this time. So like, I didn't even get like the, well, you want an Emmy for another thing. So like, and you know, everybody else, the other thing that really added to it too. And I'm happy for everyone this happened to, like I said this to them last night. Cause I talked to them, these, these specific people about it last night, but like all my friends want Emmys too. Yeah. All of them. And every producer at the university of Alabama won an Emmy except for me mm. at the same time. So like, it was just, it was really tough. And my parents came, like it was a whole thing. Um, and they're super proud of me, of course, but I guess like what the reason I'm telling this story and it might seem kind of weird, but like, I think this, think there's more people out there like me than I would like care to admit. Like, I like to think that I am the most universe's most hated, hated person when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I think there's other people out there that lose like this frequently. And I know when it comes to, I mean, dude, you watch like the Oscars all, and I'm not saying this is about mine to be clear, but like you watch the Oscars all the time. There's films that win that you're like, that doesn't make sense. And my dad sent me a list of best directors that have never won best director trying to make me feel better. And it actually worked. I I tried to resist it, but it worked. All right. I'm gonna list some off the top of my hand. Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. What? I know. Uh, Christopher Nolan. He's still making movies, but, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, 
there's some more. He sent me ten, but like just the ones I listed. Like, yeah, these are how like is big this names, possible? Big names. How did Stanley Kubrick not win? Right, at least two. Like you know, and I think some of them have been nominated, some of them haven't. Alfred Hitchcock, like he like defined film. You right. know, like right. he is Steven Spielberg before Steven Spielberg. Right. Didn't win ever, not once. So like, and I think there's a like there's a moral in there too, which is like you're right. This stuff is very political. I'm sure I'm not the only person that felt wronged on Saturday. That was there. I mean, there's a thousand people there. You're telling me every category besides mine, they they like the people that absolutely deserve it won. The people I'm not saying again. I'm not saying anything bad about the people that right. won. Um, absolutely you know i'm sure there's someone else that felt the same way leaving there maybe not as grandiose as i made made it about but um but yeah so like why do you think this happens like just to people to me but to people more sure. specifically so there's a few things i want to say first of all i think everyone listening should applaud you for being bold enough to talk about this publicly because most people feel the way you feel and they butter it up with probably what you were saying. A lot of people were saying the moral is, which is you're only 22. You've got so much more. You're going to do great things. That is true. I already know it is. You're going to win these things. You're going to have these wins. That is true. But I don't know if you remember. So, so, okay. So that's number one. Like, that's a big deal. And I want to say oh, just uh, really briefly, the reason that sucks so much is like, like the reason that doesn't f- hit with me as strong is because that's the reason I told the whole story. You feel because, like it's been nonstop. Yes. Like you've had these big things and then it doesn't I've happen. used that. Like I've given up on that logic for now. Like yeah. at least for right now. Yeah. I'm still going to try like obviously, but I just don't like, it's hard to believe that at this yeah. point. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to be your therapist during this podcast. Go for it. So I num- was yours last time. So number one, absolutely hats off to you for talking about this publicly because most people are immediately going to default to what I just said. And they're going to say, Oh, you're young, blah, blah, blah. And all that crap. Number like, okay. Hats off to you. Do you remember when I saw you or yeah, I think I saw you in person. It was like the next time I'd seen you. So that Monday or whatever, like what do you remember what I said to you? Uh, I mean, I mean, I remember talking. I know that you were like kind of mad about it. So like you didn't, you asked me if I was okay. Yeah. Which, and I was like, no. And uh, what'd you say? I I'll tell remember. you what I said and you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember being meaningful. I'm sorry. I'm just blanking. <laughs> I didn't do that. I did know you're the first person that didn't do that to me. Right. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I said, I know that really sucks, man. Like that sucks. Hard stop. Yeah. Like just so like this is on, on a little bit of a rant, but when people and see, I'm bad about doing this to Christy. Like I'll do this to my wife, but when people are in like, a bad situation or they're sad or they're mad or angry. Most of the time they're not looking for a freaking answer. They're not looking for you to make them feel better. They're not, especially when it first happens. Yeah. Like maybe after it's been a few days and which it, it let the, let the wound heal a little. And then you can start to come with like some advice and Hey, maybe next time try this or whatever. But in the moment, 
all they need is for you to be there with them and just be like, I'm really sad for you. Yeah. That really sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm, I know that you feel bad and I'm sorry. Period. Yeah. Like, so if there's anything that anyone learns out of this, I think it's important to recognize when it's appropriate to start giving advice because most of the time people don't want your advice. If I started saying that to you then, I think you probably would have just been like, like yeah, because like that's you not what like I want to hear. Tenth person send me that. Right. Yeah. And I know that why, like, and the, we're not talking bad about the people that no. do do that because all they're trying to do is make their friend feel better. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes you they don't want you to make them feel better. Like they don't want that. Um, Especially when they've heard it already. Yeah, you've heard yeah. it already. So number two. Or number three, um, let's talk about the overall people, like you just said, and then I'm going to talk about you, Nick, specifically, my thoughts on this. So, yes, I think that nine and a half out of ten people go through what you go through, feel what you feel in one way or another, that we don't know about it. Maybe it doesn't have this big national name like the Emmy but maybe it was that job that they wanted. It's their victory. It's yeah. their victory. Maybe it was that grade that they wanted to get to push them into like the next category of, of winning in their mind. Maybe it's that financial benchmark. I want to make, you know, $50,000 this year instead of 45 or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they don't get it and they feel that way. Um, so it, it absolutely is universal. I mean, there have been many times like, things that I wanted to do or that didn't happen or whatever. Um, so everyone feels that way. So you're definitely not alone. Um, there's a, there's a song by <laughs> this artist that I just introduced you to NF. Yeah. It's like hip hop, like rap music. It's kind of weird that I'm into it cause it's more for the, for the younger generation. Uh, but you just try to keep in touch. <laughs> I'm trying to keep in touch with my son Ryder. He loves him. But yeah, there's a song where he talks about this specifically, actually, on that album I told you about, Clouds. And he just says, like, there's millions of us uh, just like you, like you. There's millions of us. Like, he's telling whoever's listening, like, you're not the only one that goes through that. And again, it's this weird, like, sometimes you don't want to hear that because it's like, I don't care about everyone else. I care about me right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, absolutely. Many, many people go through that. Um. Now let's talk about Nick Golden. So you set high goals. I think that you achieve more goals than you realize you do. But here's here's what I've learned about you. Um, I'm similar in ways, not similar at all in other ways. When you achieve one of these goals that for other people is a big deal, when you achieve the goal... I know exactly what you're going to say. Keep going. It's expected. Well, I figured I was going to get into band, in, into the university. Well, I knew that I was going to be on the president's list. I knew that I was going to be 4.0. Like, these are big things that are very difficult that you do, and you're like, yeah. But then when you don't do something, you're like, crap. And you are mad and upset with yourself 
because you're so used to excelling. You know, you're so, you're so, you're, you've grown accustomed to, well, of course I'm going to exceed and I'm going to be the best because that's what you strive to be is the best that you can be. So if you fall short, even if it's a little bit, it's a big freaking deal. That's a good thing and a bad thing because it's a bad thing because like, I don't want to see my friend upset, but it's a good thing because you sit there and say, I've given up on this. Bull crap. I know. Bull crap, dude. You are such a liar. I know. Like, you're not stopping. Are you kidding me? I did feel like it. It does. But you didn't. I know. I wanted to quit band, but you didn't. That's the closest I've ever been to quitting. But you didn't. I know. But you didn't. That's what I'm saying. So you say all that all all day long. Well, I'm going to quit video production because I didn't win an Emmy. Bull crap. Like, no, you're not. You're just going to try harder, even though. So that's where it's funny because people will say, well, you just need to try harder and you need to do that. And it's like, you don't want to hear that, but you're going to do it. Yeah. You're just going to be like, all right, well, roll my sleeves up. I've been sad for six months about it. Let's go try to win another one or let's, you know, whatever your goal is. And then you're going to do it. Um, So anyway, what I'm saying is let's go back to this whole you said you've been, you've had constant, you know, these are constant things that you've had. I didn't get this. I didn't get this. I didn't get this. But through all of those bullet points of time, there were so many wins that I don't think, and I think your parents do. And that's what, that's why they get sad about it. And I'm a parent, so it's easier for me to identify. Right. But there are so many wins that you don't give yourself enough credit for, you know? Yeah. I will say, uh, this kind of brings us up too. Like, so Adam texted me right before the Emmys on like privately. Like, oh y'all wish me good luck, but like Adam texted me privately. I'm gonna read Adam's it. such a good guy, dude. Isn't he? Like he like let's give Adam he, more he credit. Redeemed, he redeemed my whole night basically because he said wow. this ahead of time and like I'm like gonna try not to cry about it right now because like he like really like, like while while we were looking it up, I, I got I, it. Okay, go, go ahead. But I do want everyone because he's not on this enough. I have to. Adam is like a backbone to Seed Creative. Yeah, for isn't sure. Yeah, like absolutely. people don't even have a clue unless you work with us. Now, if you're a client of ours, you'd know. You're like, I get more Adam emails from Adam yeah. than I do George. Yeah. You know, like, but that dude is one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of mind-blowing and he's so, so humble too yeah he's, he's so because like he, if humble. we said this right now he'd be like no, no man, don't don't say that. no don't say that no but it's 100 percent true anyway go ahead so he texted me this is like 10 minutes before showtime he said just want just want you to know don't know if i told you but i showed your documentary to my 17 year old niece and it was highly inspiring to her she went through the pandemic as a member of i don't know if he wants me to say so i'll just say of a band a marching band and she she totally related to everything I was able to watch it again just from a technical standpoint and ultimately as shown in Dear Zachary must watch. I don't know what he means by that. It's the story that matters, but y'all hit all the notes just right. If y'all lose, it will be to a worthy opponent, same as if we had lost. Well done regardless, bro. You've already won. And like, that's just like... Yeah, he's so awesome, dude. dude like, and like, I didn't know he sent you that. Like, that's just... Like, yeah. And the thing is like, this little thing, like a good example of like a victory that I don't give myself enough credit for is like, I did this vlog, right. in band and, um, like there are like 
30 people in the million dollar band right now that came up to me this year and told me that they had joined band because of me. Like they kept doing it because they saw my vlog and saw how awesome it was. Yeah, dude. And like, I don't give myself credit for that. It's like that reminded me of it. And like, I remember right before I went to bed, it was like, God, like opened my phone to that text message. Cause like, you know, I had gotten lots of messages right. since then. Right. And like, I opened my phone and it was open again on Adam's. No, text. I know what happened. It sent it as a text message again at like oh, yeah. midnight. Oh, weird. Is that weird? And it was like, you yeah. need to see this again. Like you, like, like I'm you not saying God texted me, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it felt like. And I was like, I read it again right before I went to bed. And it was like the reason I was able to sleep that night. Like, wow. Yeah. And Adam doesn't even know this. I didn't even tell him. Yeah. That's beautiful. But yeah, like that's a good yeah, example. Yeah, bro. Like you, if you've inspired someone to, to join band or stay in band or whatever, and then who knows, what if they meet the love of their life and then they have children that are in band. Band kids tend to marry band. You see, kids, but yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how crazy, like you don't even realize that like when you touch that, that water, how far out those ripples go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's pretty incredible. And like, I mean, there's little, like I get messages from like middle schoolers still, uh, or like they'll come and visit me. Like when we were in band, like, like find me and like know me it's so weird because oh, of the youtube channel yeah yeah and like it's not like you go look at it and be like he only has two thousand subscribers how is this even possible or like whatever i have i don't even oh know. no dude we get messages about stuff and they don't like comment anything on like publicly but they'll message they know us me. yeah or they'll message me and be like yeah. oh i saw the podcast or whatever and i'm like well you didn't comment on the <laughs> podcast but like i know that it is touching people in in certain ways so um yeah so like they will like all the time. Like when Jaden actually kind of made like one guy, one guy, I was at Texas roadhouse one time and my meal got paid for because of it. So again, those in my opinion, yeah, I know, I know. you know what I'm going to say? That's a bigger deal than an Emmy. You're right. It is. I know that it doesn't feel that way. What in life? Like, like in the grand scheme of life, like, yeah, bro, people's lives. It matters more. I, I think. And let me, let me clarify this. Do you know how we say, oh, we won an Emmy every podcast? We do that because it's a joke, but it's also like we're almost making fun of us, of ourselves. We definitely are. Because it's really not that big of a deal. It's it, not really a big deal, but if you act like it's a big deal, oh, now it's a big deal. And the thing is, most of the, the thing that it kind of comes down to... Well, I'm about to blow your mind with something, but go ahead. Okay, sorry, I don't know if I interrupted you, but like most of the people that are like care like about it are like big decision maker people but like day to day it doesn't matter i mean there's tons of people that have won emmys that didn't do anything for them okay so that's good but check this out you're about to be like wow that's true no one no one would have ever known we won an emmy if i hadn't said we won an emmy so think about that for a second like no one that Matt, no one, none of these people that will give you praise that will say, wow, you're an Emmy winner. They would not have known unless I told them, which means it doesn't really matter. Think about that. If I would have just won the Emmy and not said anything, they wouldn't have known. Who like, cares? Like regular people. You mean, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, or like even people that are close to me. They wouldn't. They don't watch the Emmys on a regular basis. They're not watching the Southeast Emmys or whatever. You're right. Like it. So the the I don't know. Like it's cool. It's really awesome. I'm honored to have it. Whatever. That's great. But when you back up 
It's just a piece of metal. It really, like, the only, like, validity that it gives is that you can say that you did it. Well, it's just, I mean, it's not, like, it's not easy to, like, look to your left and right and everybody's one one with you you know what i'm saying like it's no. almost like a it's almost like a like a key to a door like, i understand not that i even need it and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to do I know that to mean. make you feel better i'm just saying like that people anybody outside of our world don't care would not have known or would not have known right they do care they, yeah people they, do care. they care they want you to like be happy and they're like happy for your success but i think that even you saying i was nominated is a big deal in itself. It is on my LinkedIn. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Emmy-nominated producer, director, writer, screen filmer, person, yeah. editor. I was even in it. Yeah. For, for like a second. So anyway, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to like... No, I know what you mean. ...make you feel better. I'm not. <laughs> Don't feel better. <laughs> no. I mean, you, you're absolutely allowed however much time you need to be mad about it, to be sad about it. Like, you can that that's completely normal and fine. And like, I don't think that it's ever wise, even though I do it, I don't think that it's wise to like bottle something up and then just be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to like wait until that comes naturally. You know what I mean? I do think this has changed me as a person. Some like in ways that the rest of them didn't because I'm, I'm going to say this, but I mean it in a positive way. And it's going to be like, what I've actually, I've given up hope in some ways, but in like a good way. Yeah. And what I mean is, it's like, I've just like, I think maybe I'll let some of the other stuff go now. Yeah. Maybe, good. maybe, I don't know. There's I like, and, and in it, I've figured out stuff that I still need to work through. Like there's something very specific about like the second time I didn't make drum major. That was like, I called my mom the other day and, and she said it before I did. Yeah. And she was like, I know that like this is still so wrong that this happened to you four years ago. Like she knows that I'm because she's mad about it too. She, right. she might be more mad about it than I am. Right. Um. But yeah, like, I don't think that giving up hope is the right word. Well, yeah, I know you what know what I mean. mean. You got your expectations up. Like you I got just need, you got your yeah. I mean, I guess it's I got my hopes up or whatever. Yeah. But it's like yeah, like I don't know. Like Jane calls me a dreamer all the time. Like it's okay to be a dreamer. But like I just need to stop like trying I said so that, hard yeah, well i said i need to stop like i said it before i know that i put too much on things like mm. this that are totally out of my control like there like i said like i'm sure stanley kubrick was mad that he didn't win best director when he deserved it like but it was completely out of his control yeah it depends on his mentality yeah he might have been like yeah oh well whatever yeah, screw you i'm gonna just start making more movies i made 2001 what'd you make yeah yeah so anyway i think that I think that, uh, I mean, I've told this story before. When I started Seed Creative, I was trying so hard and not really getting many places. And when I stopped trying so hard and I was just being myself and I stopped showing up to meetings in a suit and tie and I started showing up in a backwards hat and, you know, skater clothes, like I literally started getting more jobs and making more money. And it's because I was just being myself and I wasn't trying to win something or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I think that, I mean, there is a level of like growing up that this has forced you into a little bit, which you're acknowledging, you're yeah. saying like um, it, it's going to end up working out. I mean, uh, again, I, I know that, that's not what people want to hear all the time, but also it is true. 
is just sometimes people say it too early. I got to be closer at this point <laughs> to something. <laughs> give it, give it time. Hey, man, you got a job at Sea Creative. That's, That's not an easy feat. Yeah, the, you, no one works here. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was funny. Uh, you know how many calls, emails? Oh yeah, dude, it's non. It is non. It's kind of nuts, actually non-stop how many people are asking us it, it's weird it all not only are they asking us for a job they're asking us to just come work for free yeah it's weird like tons of people we're good at advertising ourselves for i sure. guess so this podcast is working yeah i feel they're probably listening to this right now being like oh yeah like, i got an email oh, like, that, that's me that's me but he told us in the other podcast not to give up <laughs> which is it george <laughs> which is it george hey don't give up but i'll just keep leading you on <laughs> He doesn't mean to. He's just he's just scared. No, I'm, I'm scared. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. Oh god. You're um, not scared. It's just called running a small business versus running a giant corporation. Giant corporation. Which we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling people last night, the friends I was hanging out with, I was like, George is ahead of schedule than he even I think he even thinks. More ahead of schedule? Yeah, like in yeah. your like big dream plans. Like yeah. I think I think you're closer than you think you are. Well, maybe not. I just don't want to like rush into things. Yeah, I know. Which you know me. I was telling yeah. Gavin, Gavin and I were talking in the car. We can wrap up after this. I, I, Gavin and I were talking in the car uh, on the way to the shoot on Tuesday. And uh, I was like, I wonder if I want, I were talking about if we won like millions of dollars, right? And so like, I think I would, if I had won like a hundred million dollars, I would come to George and like say like, hey man, like I want to invest in like, help you build these sound stages and uh and i and i was like i don't know if you take it blah 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 blah. but like even if i gave him five million dollars he'd be like i just but like i don't know though <laughs> <laughs> that's what i would do that's exactly what you would say like do you you've seen how many times i've added something to cart and then i don't check out which i i mean I'll, i i've never been like mad about it yeah i mean do i want you to buy a komodo really freaking bad yes yeah. but um, but yeah, anyway. I just, I, I look at it and I'm like, <sighs> see, that's, it. a, it's just Try, funny when it's like, last, when it's like, put another random screw in it, make it work. It all adds up. It all adds oh, up. Oh, it does add up. Yeah. All, all this is adding up. It's, it is funny though. Cause you buy stuff in spurts. Yeah. Like you like hold it in for a long time and then like things start breaking up. No, we can make it. We can. And then like last night, you'd be like, I ordered two live kids. I'm done with this crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know why we're ending on that note, but like, that was random. I just, I well, coming into this, I was hoping you would understand, like, and it would make sense why I'm saying all of this. So I'm glad that you thought it was good. You but, need to get it out, and people need to. People can identify with you more than they can't identify with you. I Does just, that make sense? Yeah, I just felt like I needed to say this. And I needed to like be out there. It's more. a little, a little closure too. I think. Yeah, and like I got, I actually do feel better. I'm not gonna say what it was, but like something I learned about it yesterday in a weird way made me feel better because I know why I didn't get it now. Yeah, like I just feel like I've learned something at least. So you know, well, you're still here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I did think you're gonna be like, hey Nick, so like more Emmy winners here, and like I oh, gave you God. a chance, but no. Because all of y'all have worked on something. But it's funny because I was thinking we had this big shoot. I can say it was for right on Tuesday. Who was it for? Sloss. Yeah. Okay. So we're working on this Sloss documentary. Yeah. We've talked about it. Yeah. I know. I just making sure. So, and 
it's funny because I was like, man, like I just don't know if I have it in me to do a 12-hour shoot. Like I was going to do it, but I was just like, it's going to be tough for me because I just don't. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have a shoot on Monday. We were supposed to. Yeah, dude. So I was not. I, I was. Not, we're all. I'm just tired. I would not have been able man. to handle it. But anyway, um, like I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And we were like 30 minutes and I was like, this is why I love what I do. Like, yeah, dude. We found our interview spot. I was like. It was beautiful, too. We had an These amazing shots salad. Are awesome. <laughs> that salad was incredible. Well, I don't know what the name of the place is. I wish we could give them a shout-out. Bluegrass. They're at Blue Pepper Some... Place. Oh, my gosh. That was loud. It's called Blue Root Keep that in the Pepper recording. Place. I will. Is his, Is Gavin's mic on record? Be. Okay. Um, Blue Root. Yep. It was incredible. Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, shout-out to Kathy Sloss for buying us lunch. Kathy Sloss Jones. Kathy, Kathy Sloss Jones. But- Birmingham people know her as Sloss because yeah. her name is on a big water tower. I didn't even know her name was Kathy Sloss Jones until she said it in her interview because everybody refers to her as Kathy Sloss. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome, man. Like doing what we do is it is it's like as soon as you get done with a project and you feel like I never want to touch a camera again. Yeah. And then you go and do like a you start on a new project. You're like is freaking awesome yeah <laughs> like and, this is and so, i was already thinking like this is so I, fun. I, I had a moment in the van packing up i was thinking unrelated i was not thinking about this i was like wow i feel like that went really well maybe we could win an emmy no nick don't not like don't don't think you could win an emmy like don't think about it just work hard on a video make it good then think about I it i think this video is i think this documentary is gonna be really good i think I, so too. i don't have any expectations neither. of of emmy winning but so like okay, just to be clear, if we do win an Emmy for something, do we have to say we've won Emmys on this on this podcast? I don't know. Maybe we should retire the joke. You think so? I mean, we're Maybe like forty. We're like forty something in. We're almost a year in. How many episodes? I don't know, but almost a year, which is like fifty. I think we can 50. retire. This is it. This is it. This is the end of the joke. Because this is the end of the joke. That's it. Nick killed the joke. <laughs> In honor of Nick, <laughs> thank you. In honor of Nick, I think we'll just stop because okay. it's it was never really that funny anyway. Yeah, it was right. just like an inside thing. It's just because the first episode was called "We, we Wanted, wanted Emmy." <laughs> All right, now we have to think of something else to. Uh, we start. Oh, wait, to we can clear. continue with "Where's Christy?" Okay, yeah, because what the heck? Yeah, come on, Christy. Christy. Like, what are you doing? I sent Finn after you. I hope it worked. He yeah. probably forgot. He, I'm sure he's forgotten. Dang. Okay. He didn't remember the second Star Wars movie. So right. So. He doesn't remember much unless it's like about Sasquatch on iPhone. It's a game he plays. Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. Anyway, we should probably wrap up. Probably. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed or I hope you cried, laughed, identified smiled, with. Identified have with. You ever identi- have you ever had this appointment? Have you ever had a time in your life where you're like, surely this is it? And then it wasn't. If there's someone out there that's sitting there saying, <laughs> comment down below. That. that they never had we, disappointment. Should, I hope you have disappointment. No, I'm just kidding. Should I'm we kidding. have BetterHelp.com sponsor this podcast? You know they sponsor a lot of podcasts, and I'm waiting this for a might, call. This might be the episode that they would sponsor. Yeah, Maybe we should, see. Hey, you need to talk about your feelings. Yeah, does it make you feel better, Nick? Uh, dude, this would be a great episode for you to sponsor BetterHelp. When you hear this, we'll unrelease it, and you send us money, and then we'll re-release it. Yeah, be like, better. Here, let's do an ad right now. Okay. Do better help. Use code SEED for 30% off. There you go. Is that what they do? Is I don't know. Off? That's something with like the office ladies say. Yeah. Something like that. Office ladies is a great podcast. Yeah. Anyway, their book was awesome too. That's my recommendation is their book. Yeah. 
All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.